Cohen. Second segment, segment we're going to talk about the Illinois Illinois Partnership Program. Right. So the Illinois Partnership Program, for what I understand, and Ron is going to give us much more clarity on it, is uh, people believe that you have to spend all your assets down to only $2,000 in order to qualify for Medicaid. But now Illinois has got a really interesting program that is a solution for that. So um, Before I do this, I think what our conversation before we started rolling the camera was that um, we, there's a whole, um, the range of people that are going to be seeing this, we think, are going to be from all over the all over the board, and so I have a personal experience. And Ron was just saying I want to go into it a little bit without naming names, but I have a personal experience that um, uh, one of my daughters, um, her in-law, there's a grandma that's in this place, and um, they were having this conversation that that person is probably going to be run out of money, and um, it's very sad because um, nobody. When you're looking at your anybody who's related to you, do you want to have this conversation that you may be running out of money? Because then now what happens? And in this case, you know, um, this country is great for many reasons, and one of them is that we don't think that we're going to be left on on the out on the curb if we're running out of money with right. regard to our mom or dad or our grandparents. But the reality of the situation is, what do we have to do? So let's open that conversation on what does a person like this do, and what has this partnership program done, or is that what we're talking about? The partnership program is uh, brand new in the state of Illinois. Uh, starting January 2019, Illinois now has a partnership for long-term care. And this is really a, a big, big thing in the state of Illinois because 42 other states have had this partnership wow. for the last 10 years. And this partnership protects people that, let's say, have less than a million dollars worth of assets from depleting those assets and not being able to pass that on to their uh, beneficiaries, to their either their surviving spouse or their kids or their grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So with the partnership program, it allows you to uh, protect your assets and pass it on to your kids and still qualify to have Medicaid come in and okay. help, help pay your long-term care claims. That's awesome. Um, so what happens is it's a partnership between the insurance company and the state of Illinois They've created a certain long-term care policy that if you buy a policy, whatever amount of policy dollars you have in that, mm -hmm. you're going to protect an equal dollar amount of your assets. So if you bought a policy that protected $300,000 of your uh, estate and you wanted to pass $300,000 on after you died, um, this plan would do that. It would protect from Medicaid recovery that $300,000 and still qualify for Medicaid once you've depleted your long-term care plan. These plans don't cost any more than, yeah, right. than the other plans out there. They're just designed a certain way that, that basically says you're going to protect your assets equal to whatever this insurance policy is. So let's walk this through because this is an example. Most people have never had an experience with it with a parent in this place. So what we're saying is all of a sudden grandma or grandpa or mom or dad all of a sudden uh, is looking at their estate and, they, and there's $300,000 left. They would love to pass some of that on to their kids, but they're also looking going, I'm running out of money. So now what will happen is what? They actually do what with that policy and, and as they pay, give that the parameters. The policy, the policy does a couple things. 
Uh, and this is the reason why it's a partnership between the state of Illinois and the insurance companies. Okay. The insurance companies like it because you're buying a long-term care policy. The state of Illinois likes it because you're buying a long-term care policy. Taking to, away their liability. Right, to okay. protect those, to protect uh, the funds in Illinois from having to, to be paid for your long-term care. Sure. So once you have an insurance policy that qualifies for a partnership, whatever dollar amount of that policy you had, you're gonna be able to protect an equal dollar amount of your estate. Dollar for dollar, you're gonna protect that amount. If you had $500,000 and you wanted to pass that on to your family after you died, instead of giving it to the nursing home, you buy a partnership long-term care plan and then you have long-term care coverage and at the same time, you're guaranteed to always have that 500000 to pass on without Medicaid. Right. Well, that's just it. So you can actually stay where you're at. If you have this long-term care policy that's paying, so it's paying a claim, I'm collecting and paying a caregiver, paying whatever, and I'm staying where, I, where mom and dad is. And then as you exhaust that claim, it's a dollar-for-dollar dollar saving of the estate. Correct. Wow. And it just started this year, 2019. Uh, it hasn't even been announced by the state of Illinois publicly. So, um, you know, it's already May 17th today, right? right? So right. interesting. This is new news. So, um, again, you know, the, these podcasts and interviews that we're providing are really for information only. But again, you know, talk to an insurance agent, call Matt or I because we're new in this space and say, hey, Bill, we want more information on the Illinois Partnership Program. And then we in turn go to Ron and say, hey, we have a, you know, right. uh, solutions, right? Uh, we have a solution for you. So, right. um, this partnership program sounds really interesting because I think it would also uh, eliminate this massive, um, uh, like, like I, I, I've heard so many stories where uh, sons and daughters, husbands will uh, try to wipe away and make it look as though they have no assets in order to qualify for a program. So they, they give their kids their money. They, it was like a seven-year look back or a five-year look back. So let's try to get rid of all our assets. We're going to quick claim our home into somebody else's name. We're going to wipe the, clay, the slate clean and give all this money away kind of secretly so that in five years or seven years, the government can't see that I had 300000 or 500000 And it was a, a lot of time, work, energy, and waste. And now they've just eliminated that, really. And it's great that you brought that up because some states now, there's 28 states where if you did that, let's say for example, you had a million dollars and you passed it on to your kids before you needed long-term care. You gave it away to the kids, or somehow you passed it, what do you mean you passed it on? You, you transfer it to your children, okay. transfer ownership of, okay. of your assets to your, to your children, so Medicaid would then come in and pay for your long-term care. There's a five-year look back, so within five years if you did that, uh, Medicaid could put a penalty period on you and mm -hmm. where they're not going to cover you. However, let's say you did it past five years. There's no uh, rule or regulation at that point where Medicaid can recover that, except in 28 states now, there's something called the filial laws. Right. And the filial laws basically say that, you, that Medicaid can go after your family members, your kids, um, to recover whatever they spent on your long-term care. For Medicaid, and, if and it was a Medicaid, if it was spent on Medicaid? Exactly. Okay. So 28 states, Illinois is not one of them yet, uh -huh. but how long would it take the state of Illinois to do this? I think they're gonna do it you know, right. sooner than later. Because it's a way of recouping money and put it back into the pot of Medicaid and for Illinois. Right. So I can imagine the conversation. Um, hello, I haven't talked to my dad in 30 years and you want me to pony up 75,000 for his long-term care policy on Medicaid? I mean. 
How uh, twenty eight states are doing it, and amazing. Um, the specifics of it, I, I don't believe they're going to go after people that don't have the assets. Um, but the example that I gave before, where a lot of money was transferred, right. you know, right. past that look back period or before that look back period, uh, the states now have the states that have this law in place have a way to go back and recover that from family members. Wow. Let's put reality on the table. Illinois is one of those states that I believe were broke. Um, they don't have the funds to do what they're supposed to do. I don't care who's in office. This is not a political conversation. Six so, yeah. so when is that going to happen? It is going to be sooner than later because they have to. Because this is a, an unfunded liability that the state has that is only going to continue to just go crazy and increase. So they're, they're going to tax sugar drinks and right. Right. plastic straws right. and every other possible thing you can find. This if there's point. revenue to be found here, you can be certain that Illinois is going to do it. Right. And, and about 45% of the Illinois budget, the Medicaid budget, 45% goes directly to pay for long-term care. 45%? Oh my gosh, 45% of the whole Medicaid uh, budget. Wow. That's a huge number. So you're talking about, because uh, because of what's happened in the health care, the Medicaid for health care for kids, the, the all kids or any kind of Medicaid uh, people who are destined Qualifying for Medicaid to pay for health care, it's 45% is for long-term care. Oh, my gosh. Right. I didn't know the, the biggest, number was that high. The biggest budgetary number. So eventually, crazy. Illinois will have the filial law. Um, and at that time, you know, if you're a child and, and you have money and you haven't taken care of your family, the state is going to give you a call. And, uh, right. you know, so you my, my retirement plan is my kids again. Yeah, it's, it's back on. Uh, Wow, uh, and it also good. it's 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 a good way to have that conversation also with your family. Where, um, in my case, with my mother, um, she couldn't afford a long-term care plan, so I actually bought it for her, and um, and hmm. protected the assets at that time. So right. when she did pass away, you know there was assets available. Mm -hmm. Plus, she got really good care because she got a great long-term care plan. How did your mom receive that? Because if I were to do that, I have a feeling it would be like, hey, mom and dad, I bought you guys a cemetery plot. You know, like what What was her, was it like you, she you said know, Ron, I know you meant well, but I'd rather have chocolate. <laughs> I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because really um, she was totally against it. She said, I'll, I'll talk to my doctor to see if he thinks it's necessary. I said, mom, this, I'm doing this as a business. This is my long-term care career. If I can't get my own mother covered, um, and something happens. I'll, I'll never be able to live with myself. Sure. And I, um, I ended up buying the plan for her, and she was adamant about not wanting it. The day that I gave her the policy, I heard her in the other room on the phone saying, guess what I got? She was calling her friends. <laughs> guess what I got? I have a long-term care not plan now. If anything happens, you know, we have a lot of money set aside for care. Oh so she was excited about it eventually. See, I think that's really an interesting point, and it, it's... Um, Again, uh, final, the final third. What are the issues on the table? One of the things we've talked about, Bill, has been when are we going to have that discussion with our kids? I had that discussion probably about a months ago. And it's a, it's, a, it's a discussion where they go, do we really have to have this discussion? You know, it's a morbid yada, yada, yada. And I go, well, what you don't want to have happen is all of a sudden something happened to us and you don't know where anything is. So this discussion was to say, here's where, some, here's where we have our stuff. Right. Well, you know what the first question, and it's because we had the experience of my father-in-law, who had Alzheimer's and went through this. He passed away of Alzheimer's in April and uh, July last year. And the thing about it was the first question one of my daughters asked, 
hey, mom and dad, where's your policy, your long-term care policy? We looked at each other and said, oh, we're sort of working on that. Yeah. And But now we have one, but it was that, it was her first question. Just like your mom saying, oh, we got, it was like, there's a relief because we know what's coming. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, um, I, I, it's, wrap your arms around, what are the potential of having an experience that it's gonna, you know, I'm sure when you drove over here, I know you've passed a couple of facilities that were brand new, coming out, out of the ground, and you look and say, oh, there's a new, what is that, an apartment building? No, it's a senior care community, mm -hmm, right. and it's like every corner is it. What's driving that, Ren? It's Your opinion. The population, there, there's, uh, population in this country over 65 is over 55 million right now, and 10,000 people are turning 65 every day. So there's an incredible uh, demand right now for these services. Mm -hmm. um, as the baby boomer population, you know, reaches those those years where we need care, uh, more and more people are entering those those places. So it, it is becoming more and more uh, where you're seeing more and more new places come right. Well, now you you, know what, you and I have had this conversation. It's an interesting one. Oh, so we don't have to worry about that if we need this 20 years from now. And Ron, I think Ron, you, I think you made the comment to me and saying, "Well, think about it. Go out 20 years, and all of a sudden, the population that you just described continues to need the care. These amount of places that we have out there, yeah. is it enough to handle the, the the demand? And if it is, who's going to be first to get in?" I was walking through. Um Northbrook Court last night, and the place was absolutely desolate. There was like nobody at Northbrook Court. And it made me think that uh, there's a co-working space called WeWork, and there are co-working you know, co temporary uh, desks downtown. They're all over the place. It's a global company where you can get a, you don't need to have your own office. You can rent one for 99 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month. So WeWork also is having like We Live, where it's a dormitory style uh, apartment complex where people don't have, each have their own kitchen. They just have their sleeping space, but they share a community, a, a common area. And it made me think like, WeWork is also going to be buying empty and vacant shopping malls because they can convert all shopping malls with the food courts into WeWork spaces. So everybody's going to get their own little place. You come into the food court, you have lunch, and you go back to work. But I wonder if this isn't some tricky way of revitalizing the Mall of America kind of uh, thing that we grew up with because you have small malls and you have huge malls. But would this be a way of seeing a, uh, a retirement community or a dementia community where every shopping mall is right now. We're just going to dedicate this corner to, and let people just walk inside the mall, right? They're already doing already doing their, their mile, their two right. miles and their three miles and you get a, so what the future is going to look like with this huge demographic, you know, bubble right. pushing that way. Who knows what real estate is going to look like and what our communities are going to look like right. because of this. Well, this is the, this is why we're doing this this video series. We want to bring these issues on the table because really when you, and, and I really am I'm adamant about this, Bill. We've talked about this. I think the theme song we're going to be uh, for our for our whole program for the final third is going to be, this is the best of times. It's a stick song. I'm going to, I'm going to when you listen to the words, it's awesome. And the thing is, I think it is the best of times mm -hmm. if you're ready. And, and it, you're gonna have bumps along the road, but if you can actually pave some of those potholes to be not a, a, a foot pothole, but one like this, maybe it's gonna be better. And I think this is part of this discussion. Sure. If you're ready for this a little bit, and this does happen like that, because you know the, uh, the, the experts in, in dementia are saying that you know the best thing for someone who has dementia is to be in a community yes. with other people, yeah. not to be isolated. 
the more isolation you have. I see that in Sweden and Finland, where they actually have a, it's a city with, in a, it's like Vatican City, it's walled in or fenced in, but people just live in the community. It looks like a storefront, but it's really employees working in a chocolate factory. And it looks like a coffee shop, but it's really employees. So that's really interesting. But listen, we're at the end of this segment for the final third. Um, Ron, if people wanted to get in touch with you and just ask you some questions, how could they get in touch with you? Um, I work for a, a general agency, insurance agency. Uh, it's called Resource Brokerage. Our number is 847-598-6002. Beautiful. And again, Matt Barrafato on The Elephant Hunter. Uh, Matt at elephanthunting.net. Um, info at senecalcapital.com or you can call me at 847-686-4800. And thank you for being with us on another episode of the Final Third Network. And we're going to dive into more topics in just a minute. So.